the biggest piece of advice that I give them is don't um, don't put a pressure on yourself to feel like, oh, it's been 10 years. Why am I still sad? Or it's yeah. been a year. I should be over it. Or it's you'll never be over it. Hi. Hi. Hey, hi. My name is Daniel, and this is the Death of My Podcast. Welcome. Um, if you are listening for the first time, every week I talk to a friend or a new friend about the loss of someone close to them, how it's impacted their life, where they're at now, how our friends could be better, how we can be better, just all around death and grief. Um, today I talked to my new friend, Caitlin, who lost her dad to melanoma cancer when she was 12, 16 years ago. She has um, a really great story. She has her own podcast called The Euphoria Effect. You can check that out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So please enjoy Caitlin. P.S. Wear a mask. Hi, it's your dad. Just calling to say hi. Check it up and see how you're doing. I hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay. I love you. Do you want to say your name what you do who you yeah. are just the whole rundown yeah oh are we starting yeah awesome cool yeah. okay so I, I do that too i'm just like boop and we're going yeah. um so my name is caitlin means and um i live in encinitas north county i'm from uh, originally from wyoming so i hailed out to california about three mm. years ago and um i don't plan on leaving anytime soon <laughs> Um, I love it here a lot. So my traditional, I guess, uh, trained career is um, doctor of physical therapy. So that was like my, went to grad school, graduated, got a job, um, that whole thing. Um, but recently I quit my job and I started my own business um, a week before COVID. So it's been a fun journey. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but so now I, I still practice PT um, part time. And then in the other time, I do projects that fulfill my soul, like podcasting. And I just started like uh, making earrings and um, painting and doing um, Reiki, sound baths, other sort of like healing modalities that aren't as as rigid so love it jack of all trades over here. what is your um new career path like what was the what you started your business so yeah so it's the um euphoria a space to heal and it's an all-encompassing i'm still ironing this out yeah. um and it's kind of a continual evolution like i think it's something that um it changes as i change too but uh, it's just a space for people to heal spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So one thing I saw when I was practicing um, full-time as a physical therapist, a lot of the people that came in, yes, they had like a physical ailment, um, but a lot of their pain was beyond that, like emotional and um, potentially like a lack of connection to themselves. Yeah. 
and trust in themselves um, and also trust in like the universe or whatever higher power that you believe in. Um, so it was, it came, became apparent to me that yes, I can help people physically, like anatomically um, in that way, but I also want to open up the conversation and helping people heal through conversations like this. Um, this is really healing for all parties involved, being the mm. interviewee, interviewer, and then also being the listener. I think it's um, it's just pretty rad. So all that to say, I just knew that there was something more um, that I didn't really feel like my purpose, my purpose was being fulfilled, I guess. Yeah. So. And now you're doing it. <laughs> I'm just doing it. Yeah. And my, my new motto is in, or my motto since starting all of this um, mm. or since launching my business is just doing what brings me joy. So like mm. following the joy um, and that's my compass. And, you know, it's not to say take the easy route out and, you know, just like have fun all the time. But as long as I'm pursuing something that brings me happiness and I feel alive when I'm doing it, then yeah. um, I think the people that receive get to benefit that benefit in that way as well. So I start off every one of these, the same question, but it's who died. Uh, my my dad. And what happened? How long ago? Yeah. So when I was 12, uh, my dad passed away from melanoma cancer. Uh, it was a, he was first diagnosed when I was 10. And then it came back. And by the time we found out about it coming back, he had maybe five days to a week to live. How old are you now? I'm 28. So it's been 16 years. Mm -hmm. Is that crazy that it's been more than half your life, like post? Yeah. So I love that you just asked that because I remember hitting that mark where he had been um, gone more than he'd been here with me. Um, so yeah. I think, I, yeah, I turned 25. Um and I remember having this moment of like, oh my gosh, like that's, it seems like such a, it doesn't seem real. Yeah. I guess. That's the way, the best way to put it. Like some days it feels so real, like Father's Day and his birthday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays, those, those, those are the hardest times. Yeah. And even just any big life event really, right? Like you know, where you have the support of your family, um, you know, whether it be moving or, you know, like getting married or, um, you know, things like that, where your family is involved, there's like, yeah, it's a highlighted vacancy that um, is apparent, but some days, yeah, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. One thing I'm learning is that it could be a year it could be a few months it could be 16 years but it kind of just always sucks it always stings yeah yeah and I and I think that's something that I you know as I've not to say I'm like I'm not like a veteran by any means but yeah. like I've had 16 years of experience yeah 
which sounds really weird to say, but um, in dealing with not having a parent um, or a dad. So in those 16 years, I've adapted and I've, and I've also seen a lot of people that I've been with people that have had people die. Right. So a a handful of girls, like a couple of girls that I went to high school with actually both lost their moms. And, um, so I've seen people through loss in those 16 years. And Mm -hmm. the biggest piece of advice that I give them is don't, um, don't put a pressure on yourself to feel like, oh, it's been 10 years. Why am I still sad? Or it's been a year. I should be over it. Or it's, you'll never be over it. You know, like it's, that's just, and if you are, that's, I don't know. Like I, I can't relate (laughs) Yeah. because I, like I feel and I'm, yeah. Like if it's, I don't know, it just, it doesn't get easier, but, and don't hold yourself to that, you know, kind of like a breakup when you break up with someone you're like oh I should be over them like it's not like that it's like actually a DNA like a part of your DNA is no longer yeah in this plane anymore so um it doesn't get easier but you learn to cope I think and figure Mm -hmm. out really learn about yourself like learn how what do you do on those hard days right and like what do you do when you're grieving and when um times get tough in that way um and that's different for everyone like there's no right or wrong answer you know it's not like oh you should do all these things you know to make your journal meditate yoga like that's maybe what i do but you know everyone has their own way in coping and that's that's perfect yeah i'd love to hear more about your methods or your way of coping so you said journal yoga and meditate yeah so a lot of the I found it's it's funny as someone that all of the modalities in my life that I use to heal myself or have used to heal myself in the past 16 years um I chose those to heal myself but then Mm -hmm. also I find that I'm also using those to help other people heal with what I do, like um, sound bath and Reiki and things like that. So for me, um, it's definitely evolved, Um, you know, through the years, I kind of was like a fish out of water, like I didn't know what to do. So it's definitely evolved. Um, It's transitioned as I've gotten older, but in the beginning, um, I definitely guess do you want me to go in through the like the, the how it's changed or just what I do now uh, uh how it changed I guess okay. yeah we could start there sure okay so um initially so I was in seventh grade when he passed so seventh grader it's like not cool to be sad about your dad right sure so I just remember I took a week off of school and then we did like the funeral open casket which I do not recommend anyone ever doing that. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Horrible. Um, And then, so I went back to school and then I remember I had basketball tryouts the very next week. So I just like, my way of coping then was just like hopping back into life. Like, I just remember I wanted to live a normal life. Like, I just want to be a normal kid. I want to do what all the other kids are doing. Yeah. Um, So I really, in a sense, kind of 
acted like it didn't happen. Like I kind of just shoved it all down, poured my heart into sports. Um, and then as I got older, you know, as you go into college, things like that, um, you meet friends that or people come into your life that weren't around when your dad was around or that passed. So they don't right. really know. It's like, well, you know, so a lot of those days I, when I was grieving, um, on the days I mentioned like holidays or father's yeah. day or anniversary passing, I just was like, really, I was miserable. Like I was just by myself cause I didn't want to be around people. Um, yeah. and so I just kind of like, dealt with it on my own, which that's also a piece of advice that I have for people is you don't have to do it alone. Like you, there are people that will be there for you to be your support system in your grief and in loss. Yeah. Um, and it, you're never alone in that. So like ask for help when you need it or, you know, ask for that support. Cause that's, it's always available to you. It's just like a matter. It was like almost like guilt. I didn't, I didn't want to like burden anyone, you know? Yeah. Um, cause it's heavy. Like, it's not, it's not like, um, you know, a lot of people don't know how to deal with that. And like, a lot of people aren't equipped, you know, like they don't totally. know what to say. So like, I don't want to put that on, on them either. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of has evolved into dealing with it alone. Um, I'm also an only child and my parents are divorced or were divorced. So in a sense, um, I don't really feel like I, I didn't feel like I could go to my mom about it. Um, right. And I still don't, to be honest. Um, it's yeah, just an interesting, tough dynamic. Um, so then I transitioned out of dealing with it alone to acting like it didn't happen again. And then just like numbing. So like, I would always like day drink or, you know, like, yeah, pretty much drinking like on those days. Like I just would like, and not, not in like a harmful way, but I just would like always get buzzed or something like let's yeah. go to brunch or like, let's, you know, like whatever. Um, Numb all pain. Yeah. Like I didn't deal with it. Mm. Um, and then therapy went to a lot of therapy and then I found yoga. Um, and so that's kind of led to where, led me to where I am now. And so my now coping skills are like ultimate radical self-love and self-care on mm. those days. So like um, just doing things that like make me feel really good, you know? What are your three actual days? So you have the day he died, his birthday, and he died, birthday. Father's Day. Father's Day. Thank you. Yeah, I would say even like probably five. Like I have like Father's Day and then for some reason Thanksgiving and Christmas. They get you. Yeah, yeah. Holidays yeah. are hard. Mm -hmm. um, I am also an only child and they split oh. too. So I get that. Yeah. And the idea of like no one else is going to feel that same pain that you feel. Right. Because no one else is in that same position. Yeah. Well, like um, everyone else has siblings, right? So they kind of have this, they do it together kind of yeah. thing, or they take care of each other in one way, but we yeah. didn't have that. And especially at such a young age, you're only 12. You're still going through puberty. You're growing up. You're trying to figure it all out. And then this bomb, your life changes. It's, were you seeing him on a regular basis? So, so no, my parents, um, 
in Wyoming. My mom lived at the very south corner. My dad lived at the very north. Um, so they were four hours apart. So I saw him on weekends, twice a month. And then we, yeah, alternated holidays. And then yeah. I spent summers with him. So Got I didn't it. see him the majority of the time, but yeah. um, I wish I did. Yeah. Weekends, so I some about same thing. Yeah. Holiday, same thing. Like Christmas Eve here, Christmas Day there, whatever it is. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. I mean, that could be a whole nother like, <laughs> topic. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it takes a toll. Like, yeah. and I know, I know that, you know, it's not healthy for um, people to stay together just for the kids. Right. Obviously, they're not happy. Um, but yeah, it's the effects, the after effects of divorce are hard really hard yeah so right now you sorry i didn't mean to go back and forth no, but no, no, right no. <laughs> right now um i really want to talk about the the reiki and the sound bath and the journaling and meditating because um there's a lot of people i think that won't know what a lot of that is and then it's just i i just want to be able to sh- for you to share another way that you handle your grief yeah do you know what i mean yeah, 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 absolutely. So I found that whenever I feel connected with myself, like in who I am, I feel connected with my dad. So if I'm aligned um, in, in aligned meaning, like making choices that support me and that make me feel good, um, I can then, I'm also aligned spiritually, right? So um, are you familiar with Reiki? No. no. Well, I've heard of it, but I would love for you to share. Yeah. So Reiki, um, it's a, a Japanese origin um, healing modality. Um, it started in 1940, <laughs> to get specific. Um, and it basically, it uses life force energy. So it's not my energy. Um, so when I, when I do a Reiki treatment with someone, I'm not not like I used to think oh like how do those people do it it must be so energetically draining for them but it's actually I'm just using the energy that is around us um and uh allowing that energy to flow through um sacred symbols and mantras that I was um trained in and those sacred symbols and mantras are only available to people that have a formal Reiki training um so that's pretty like a secret kind of like you're not sure. supposed to share unless you train someone yeah um and it's pretty cool the reiki community has kept that for the most part pretty secret um so there are these symbols these sacred symbols um and it's just a, a healing modality um balancing out energy in the body um using feel like touch sense so um actually i don't touch I just do three inches above the body. Um, but so yeah, just being really in tune with the energy in a person's body, um, going from the head to the toe. And then if I feel a blockage or any sort of, um, just something that comes up, um, I'll work that out, stay there. Um, last week I had a girl, um, her belly was really warm. And, um, I just was like, I think she's having digestive issues. And I think there's like a male and masculine energy in her stomach, like in this area that's not hers. Yeah. Um, 
And so after the session, I said, Hey, like, are you having digestive issues? And she said, yes. And, um, she also had just experienced the anniversary of her divorce. Mm-hmm. It was like the masculine energy. So anyways, yeah, it sounds kind of woo woo, but it's, um, it's a great healing modality as an adjunct, um, to help people heal energetically, I guess yeah. is like the best way. Um, and there's no harm, like Reiki can do no harm. Um, it's right. just pure love and pure light. And, um, it's great for anyone, any ages, any age. Um, and I used to be skeptical. I was like, okay, like it sounds really like snake oily and, um, you know, what, like, are they using, I, I don't know, like what if they don't have good intentions or right. like, I don't know, you know? And, um, but that's not the case. Like anyone, yeah. any Reiki practitioner has like a good heart and it's just pure love and pure yeah. light. And that's all it is. So. And I love that. And I love that you're also a doctor of physical therapy who uses this, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. have, you have what the general American society wants, right? Is your, your education. You've taken the actual courses you've learned. And then this mm-hmm. is something that you find to be beneficial and healthy and helpful. So I love that. And I know that there's going to be one or two people listening that are stoked on that. You know, a lot of these, a lot of people have um, their own ways of coping and dealing, whether that's journaling, meditating, or like praying to their God, right? But you have this source of earthly energy. And I love that it's a different perspective. If we can go back to the week that you find out about your dad, like that day, where were you when you found out? Do you remember? Yeah, I it was like it yesterday. It, yeah, I mean it's it's also I kind of not that you can equate it to this, but any big event, so like nine eleven. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was. Yeah. I you know, so it was kind of like that. Like um, so I was in seventh grade, Mister T Lander's math class. He's not listening to this, but. Uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, shout out Mr. T Lander. But, um, so, and I remember, so my mom being like a single mom, she, um, worked a lot, like a lot. So I was always after school, I would go either to, I would usually go to like friends houses that she had arranged right. me to go to their house or, uh, but yeah, so she was not like, she worked a lot. Um, and so I remember getting a call in math class and, um, Mr. T Lander was like, Caitlin, your mom's here. Like she's picking you up. And it was like lunchtime. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God, like my mom's taking me to lunch. I'm so <laughs> excited. You know, all the other, I mean, a lot of my close friends, their moms would bring them like, you know, subway or food in. And I just like always wanted that. Totally. Um, yeah. So so I pack my stuff. I'm all excited, like jazz. Everyone's like, have fun, Caitlin. Like, bye. And then I get to the lobby and I just see my mom and I just like had this immediate like cloud sink over me. And, um, she just, I just remember her being like frantic. Like she, I've never seen her like that. Um, and she just was bawling. Like, and I've never, I've never seen my mom cry like that ever like I've seen her tear up a little bit but I've never seen her like full-on like sobbing and I was like I was scared um you know I'm asking what's going on what's going on we get into the car and then she I mean 
yeah, it was crazy. She just was like, your dad, like he's sick, he's sick. And I was like, okay, like, you know, what does he have? Like the flu? I don't know. And and then she's like, no, like he's going to die in a week. And I mean, yeah, that was, I don't, I just remember being in shock, you know, first. And then we had four hours to drive to see him to at the hospital. Um, and, um, that week to be honest, and I don't remember it's a blur. Like yeah. I kind of, like they say with trauma, like you, you, um, grief brain. Exactly. Like you block stuff out. Cause it was just yeah. super painful. Um, yeah. so I don't know the exact amount of days that he lived after that. I think it was maybe a week at the most, but, um, yeah, seeing him for the first time in the hospital, like in the hospital bed, just gray and his feet were super cold and you know it was um it was it was bizarre I can't even find a word to describe it um honestly but and I remember we didn't talk much like I don't think he knew what to say um I I think he was scared um just from what I've talked to my grandma his mom about um and we just kind of hung together and held hands and I didn't leave the hospital for that whole time. Like I slept in chairs next to his bed and um, then, you know, they moved into another room and just, yeah, ICU. And then um, I know the last thing you did say to me was, I love you, which Mm. is, you know, sweet. And a lot of people that, yeah, that's pretty common. Um, my la- the last birthday card that he gave me, I he wrote he always would write "I love you" and like he was an engineer, so he had like very like block lettering, like, mm. specific handwriting. So I got that tattooed on my side, like his handwriting. Mm. Um, so that's special. But um, I'm not sure why this was the case, but for some reason in his will, um, I was the power of attorney. At 12? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, which I don't know if that was a mistake. I, I'm i not sure, but apparently I had the, like, they, the nurses turned to me to ask um, if we wanted to take the ventilator out. Yeah. Um, because that was the only thing that was keeping him alive. And, oh, it was, like, the hardest um yeah, I just looked at them like I didn't know what was happening. You know, I, I didn't even know what a ventilator was. Right. Um, and then basically they were like, the air is the only thing keeping him alive. Like, do you want to take it out? And then in my head, I was like, if that happens, that means my dad dies. So then is that me killing my dad? Like, you know, like it just, yeah. it was, and then, yeah, that was a really bizarre moment. Um, but my uncle stepped in and I think he, I don't remember, but I think he told him just to take it out. Um, uh, yeah. And then, you know, funeral, honestly, it's all a blur. Like I don't even, I remember the open casket and that was like terrifying. Like, yeah. Um, and then that was pretty much it. I, you know, I didn't really eat a lot during that time kind of as, a lot of people do with grief, lost a lot of weight. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that's what that week looks like. And I remember like, I didn't really cry much. Like, I think I cried maybe once after he died, like mm. in that week. Yeah. But I just didn't know, like, I was just in shock, you know, like I didn't. And I felt like for some reason I had to be like strong for my family or something, yeah. which I think is also a misconception. Like when people say like, you're so strong, like blah, 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 like pep talking you about yeah. death or after death it's okay to not be strong. Like you don't have to be strong for your dad or totally. for your family. Like be weak, like grieve, let yourself feel like when you feel you heal, like it's, so I didn't heal for a long, 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 long time because I didn't let myself feel. Yeah. And I just like wanted to be strong for my dad. It's, there are so many misconceptions with death and grief. And that's why we're doing this is to stop all that. It's so all we do, I, f I mean, forever has just been someone dies. We're sad for the week, the week of the funeral. And then life keeps going forward and we just go, right? We don't talk about it. We stay strong, be positive, happy thoughts only. And it's just like, that's not it. No. <laughs> like a big eye roll. That's yeah. It's just so crazy because, like, people that haven't lost anyone and the total misconception is that we, we move forward from it and don't think about it. Every person I've talked to, it's like a daily thing. Oh, I think about him every day. Every, like, forever. Every and day for 16 years. I think yeah. about my dad. And it's that's we don't talk about it. Damn it. And I'm ready to change it. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know? I love that you're doing this. No, I think it's, it's so important. Um, also for the person who like you and you lost your dad, right? Yeah. He your died father. last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, so especially for people that have lost the people that have lost the loved one. Um, and I kind of touched on this earlier, but there we carry this, at least I did a little bit of, um, I didn't want to make other people, excuse me, feel bad. Yeah. And I didn't want to be that burden. Like, Oh, Caitlin's dad died. Like she's going to talk about her dad again, you know, like, yeah. So, and I'm an empath ish. So super sensitive to other people around me. So I didn't talk about my dad cause I didn't want, I didn't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But in reality, I wanted to like share memory. It wasn't even the grieving. Yes, some of it was the grieving process, but like I want to share memories, like talk about the good times. Like yeah. I remember this time when, you know, we did this or if I see every time I see a butterfly, I think of my dad because my dad mm. loved butterflies or mm. and that's now part of my, my company logo. Love it. You know, what, so. What was he like? What were do you have a fun story? Oh gosh, I have so many. So he was uh so six four, tall, um tall man. Viking vibes, Viking vibes. <laughs> Love it. Um, so I look a lot like him, like blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, and he was very like just like larger than life. Like he just loved to um adventure and explore and 
travel. So we always did like a lot of outdoor stuff together. He had a motorcycle, um, which we would just like ride throughout the Black Hills on. Um, let me see though, like a favorite memory. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, so, okay, I guess I'll talk about this. Um, so growing up, my parents went to, and I posted this on my story during Father's Day, but I'll just share here. Um, my parents went to a jazz festival every summer in Colorado. And um, so, and then when I was born, they, we went all the way up until he passed um, to this mm. jazz festival. And um, so I, I love jazz now because of that. Yeah. And um, so I, yeah, I just remember dancing with him to jazz in like the mountains of Colorado in the summers and um, just staying and going down. And so that was in Breckenridge, Colorado. So it's like a big ski town. Yeah. So in the summer they have these um utilize they utilize the mountains still. So they have these alpine slides. Yep. Have you seen those? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like you get in these um little like car things, these sleds, actually sleds, better better word. <laughs> um and you just slide down the ski mountain. And yeah. so we would like race and yeah, he was just like fun, you know, like we oh. always just had the best time. Like he always would um, when I go get ice cream, you know, he's like, Hey, do you want ice cream? I'm like, no, but you do. Like, yeah. <laughs> so let's go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just, yeah, he was just very, um, kind, caring, really hardworking. Um, he like gave me the world. So he like never said no to me. I was like, <laughs> which is probably like, you know, <laughs> I was, my, my grandma always said I was like his pride and joy yeah but i'm actually going to show you something yeah please well the listeners can't see but so after he passed like what do you do with their clothes right right so weird so my family friend made a um a quilt mm. with like all of his shirts yeah so this one is genuine jazz in july that's it oh man i love it isn't it rad i wish i had this shirt i would wear right? it so much <laughs> um and then he like surges like motorcycles and yes and those are shirts yeah these are like t-shirts i made this for him this t-shirt when i was like five <laughs> maybe you could take a photo of it and i'll upload it with everything okay. else yeah i love it so yeah, I mean, I think that's like a, you know, like you don't, I don't know. I had a hard time throwing away his shirts, yeah. giving them away. Yeah. So we made one with the t-shirts and then one with like his dress shirts, but I like the t-shirt one better. It looks so good. And you've had <laughs> it forever. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I actually, I just pulled it out of storage because I on father's day i was like i want that so i like i slept with it a couple nights ago yeah. mm. how do you feel like he shaped you in your life now oh man that's such a good question that's a hard question do you feel like you like especially going into a, a profession with helping people mm -hmm. like how do you feel like in your 
in the last 16 years. He has shaped the way and, and changed you into the woman you are now. That's like, I don't think I've ever thought about that, <laughs> which sounds crazy. Um, I mean, my dad was always uh, very like academic, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he was an engineer. So he always like wanted me to do good in school yeah like I remember he was pretty religious which I'm not I'm more spiritual um but he was pretty religious and I remember him like praying that I would get good grades like at the (laughs) dinner table yeah (laughs) okay um, (laughs) (laughs) like I better get good grades um but so in that sense like I I will say I think the um like he inspired me to challenge myself and to like continue like to pursue hard things like I I I can do hard things you know and um so I think academically like he definitely was a big um influencer in wanting me to make something of myself I guess yeah you're a doctor I know (laughs) you you went as high as you can get (laughs) I know. I know. So yeah. So I think in that way he shaped me. Um, and then just like my, um, like my adventurous side, like I said, I love being outdoors and traveling and, um, just connecting with nature. He was big, um, into trees and flowers and butterflies and all that stuff. So Yeah, I think that's, I don't know, I should think on that more. I don't feel like that was a concrete answer, but it's all good. I think academically, wanting me to be more, push myself more, I guess. Um, and he was a, a man of like integrity, like he always did the right thing, mm. you know? Yeah. I think that's actually a really good one. Man of integrity, like he would always, like, I mean, he would pick up people that hitchhike yeah all the time like are you really gonna let those people come into our car you know yeah, he would just, always just be like they're fine they're not gonna hurt us like he cared yeah he cared and then yeah. he would always give homeless people money and mm. not just like a dollar like he would give them like a hundred dollars oh yeah yeah so he yeah he definitely cared and was always did the right thing hmm. i love it he sounds like a cool guy a great guy an awesome guy I know. <laughs> um if you could tell him one more thing what would you tell him Ooh. one more thing oh my gosh i just felt my heart like get all warm hmm. I think I would just say thank you. Mm. Thank you for everything that you've, like, that you sacrificed for me, everything that you've taught me for being you. Yeah. You know? And if you, if someone is listening and they just lost their dad, what is something you would want to tell them? Um, this too is fleeting. 
all like emotions are temporary. Um, you know, it's not this, this too shall pass. That's a common saying, but it's not necessarily going to pass. It's just going to get, you're going to get better at figuring out how to live after loss. Yeah. And to just be really gentle with yourself. Like don't, and to grieve, like, that's like, if I could go back, you know, I didn't see a therapist for eight years. It's a long time. Yeah. So till you're 20, till you're, yeah, out of your teenage years. Yeah. So, you know, I would say, yeah, like it's, it, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And to like, I mean, everyone has their own journey in it and like, I don't think there's a wrong or right way. Like it's not wrong that I didn't see seek professional counseling until eight years later. Like I just wasn't ready, Yeah. but I think it would have helped me a lot and it would have saved me a lot of suffering, you know? Yeah. So, and you're never alone. That's a big one. It is a big one. That's been my motto these days. The best Daniel. If my, let's say, so-and-so mark over here Mm -hmm. his his really close friend just lost someone but mark has never lost someone what is something mark can do to help their friend grief and help get them through right so i would say mark mark right yeah a good name (laughs) mark um so initially after the passing, this, maybe this is personal to me, but I found that when people said, I'm like, I'm sorry, that didn't sit well. Like I was like, yeah. don't say sorry. Cause there's nothing you like, you didn't do it and there's nothing right. you can do about it. So like, right. it's almost like a, so just say like to be specific in your wording and be mindful and intentional of your words. So I think a lot of people just throw around like, I'm so sorry for your loss, thoughts and prayers to your family. It's like, no, you can say, I'm here for you. I, I, I can't imagine what you're feeling right now, but I'm here for you whenever you need. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, you know, dropping off, like not food because you're not going to, they're not, his friend's not going to be wanting food. So either, you know, if it's a girl flowers or the guy flowers, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like something thoughtful. But I think yeah. the main thing is just Mark should be letting his friend know that he's there. Like, just be present. Like, let them feel your presence. Don't overwhelm them. Give them a little bit of space, but say, I'm here whenever you need. Yeah. And then be there. Like, don't just say that, like, be there. Right. Um, yeah. And then I think as time has passed, like once it's, you know, let them reach out to you, mm. um, but be present. Um, and then after a little bit of time has passed, maybe go on a hike or like do something to get them outside of their circle of grief. Right. So like, yeah. not like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to go to dinner after like, right in a public place right especially not now exactly yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah like I don't know like I don't want to like sit across the table from you and like talk I don't know I just so yeah something maybe like outside like beach or 
you know, if you like bond in a certain activity, go do that, like do something that helps their life feel a little bit more normal. Right. That's not around, you know, that the passing. We're going to sit and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, I mean, don't be afraid to mark, don't be afraid to, you know, ask about the dad, like all the questions that you're asking, Mm. you know, or like, what was your favorite memory or, you know, cause I think that's something I've also found is that people I've noticed people have shied away from asking me about my dad because I think they don't know what to say, which that's okay. But it's almost like this white elephant in the room. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. actually like the people that have lost someone like you or I, like we just, we want to talk about our dads. Yeah. That's the whole reason why you started this podcast, right. Or part right. of it, yeah. part of the reason yeah. like you want to talk about these things. And um, so I think that give them hold space for the, for Mark should hold space for his friend to talk openly about good, bad, reminisce, sad, like just, and it's going to be uncomfortable for you or for Mark, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable for him, but like, it's more uncomfortable to not talk about it than to talk about it in my opinion. I love it because hundred percent. Yeah. I love that you're doing this. Well, thank you for being a part of this. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story and your tips and tricks for dealing with day-to-day grief. Um, do you want to, I want you just to share your podcast and just so people oh. can listen and find Yeah, you. I want, I feel like, has anyone done an interview for you or have you done a solo? Yeah, I just did one last week for Father's Day, but you did too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I feel like I want to ask you all these questions too. So hopefully <laughs> you share that at yeah. some point. Yeah. Last week. Can, okay. Yeah. Is it up now? It is. Oh, I want to go listen. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So my podcast is called the Euphoria Effect podcast. It's on, Um. so Euphoria, E-U-P-H-O-R-I, and then Effect with an E. Um, it's on iTunes and Spotify. And, um, it's just a space to heal basically. So we just, um, every week we have guests on, I have guests on that, uh, just shares their story. Um, and the whole purpose of that is everyone has a story, right? Totally. So, and I think we can all benefit from learning about each other. And, um, my hope here is to cultivate conscious connection, um, in knowing that we're never alone. So whether it be, you know, losing a parent or um, going through a breakup or moving to a new city or starting a new job or, you know, feeling, you know, self-love or um, a variety of topics. We talk a lot about like anxiety and mental, mental health and um, things like that. So um, just kind of opening the conversation to, for people to share. I love it. What I'm about. I love it. Find that on Instagram too, the Euphoria Effect. Perfect. Well, thank you, Caitlin, for sharing. You're welcome, Daniel. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Well, bye. Bye. Hello. 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 Yellow. Yellow. Up top. (laughs) How you doing? Hungry. Are you? But good. 
You ate some crackers. Yeah. You want dinner? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm okay. This week, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I was sad. Yeah, what was going on yesterday? I don't know. I think, you know, sometimes it just kind of comes in waves. Yeah. Someone's letting off fireworks. Yeah. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> um, You know, I was a little... A little sad. I think I just got frustrated during the day. Mm-hmm. And then I like wanted to go see my dad. And then I had that mindset. Like I wanted to go to the cemetery. And then I, w- and then I think I just got more frustrated throughout the day. And then I just got sad. Yeah. Can you explain like what the difference is between like a day you don't want to go see your dad and yeah. then the day you do want? Like what's the yeah, difference? Yeah, because I could be sad both days. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes, first off, if you hear fireworks, sorry. <laughs> um, I think some days, well, let me just talk out loud. I think out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I don't want to even look at a photo. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to do anything about it, right? Yeah. And something in me just, it's kind of like avoiding a something. Right. Like there's something in the middle of a room and I don't want to touch it. I don't want to look at it. Like I just don't want to acknowledge that it's there. Yeah. And then days like yesterday, I don't know, something just kind of comes over me. And it's like I want to go and sit there. And maybe it, maybe it's because I, I like want to cry. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I just want to like let... Feel yeah, yeah. Like, I want the emotion to come out. Yeah. Kind of like when you make yourself throw up. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah. But that's the kind of feeling. Like, I just wanted to feel more, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So then, that's why we went. And then, what does it feel like when you're there? Oh, it's sad. Yeah. Is it comforting at all? Or no? I mean, it's just really jacked up. I say the same thing almost every time, but it's like... It's so crazy that it's real. Right. It's so crazy to go there and, like, put your hand on that grave marker, tombstone, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just glad I have somewhere special to go. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, a lot of people do it their own way, however they want to, you know, spread the ashes or go to the cemetery, you know what I mean, or right. have it earned, whatever it is. But I'm just so thankful for me personally. I have somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's helping my healing a lot. Yeah. Is being able to just take the time, drive 15 minutes, and just go sit there. Yeah. We also got a letter this week. Yesterday yes. as well, actually. Yes. Um, I want to read it. Would you grab it? Thank you for grabbing it. Um, So we received a letter from LifeShare, which is the organization that helps with donors and connecting the people recipient to the the family that lost the loved one that donated the organ organs (laughs) (laughs) all right um so it has been a year basically since this guy got yeah um so i just want to read this dear donor family i am the 70 year old male 71 today who received the precious gift of a kidney from your loved one on my birthday, June 4th, 2019. I know that there are no words that can truly express my feelings and gratitude for your family member whose kidney I now have helping me live a better life. 
As I once said, it takes a very special kind of person and family to make such a generous gift in their time of sorrow and mourning. I would like you to know that your loved one and family are still in my thoughts and prayers every day. While I know I will never be able to thank you enough for giving me a second chance at a healthier and more normal life, I can tell you that your generosity is full, fully appreciated with me trying to live the best life possible and helping others to my fullest capability. One year later, the kidney is functioning well and the doctors are saying everything is still progressing nicely. There are no signs of rejection. I am experiencing the best health I have enjoyed in many years. My life has been transformed in the lives of my family members, wife, three children, son-in-law, two daughters-in-law, and four grandchildren, with whom I am very close, have also changed. We are all so very grateful and thankful for your generosity. I am still so very sorry for your loss. I would give it all up to put your family back together again since I know the importance and value of family. Saying I am so sorry and thank you again just does not seem like enough when you have lost a loved one. Nevertheless, I would like to say that I believe that the life of your family member does go on within me and is now also a member of my family. I hope I have lived a life worthy of this priceless gift, and I hope that you have been able to take some small comfort in knowing that your donation and generosity has normalized my life and that of my family. I sincerely hope that life treats your family to nothing but happiness, prosperity, and good health going forward. Please know that your loved one and your family are in my prayers. If there is ever a desire for personal contact with me, please do not hesitate to ask. My family and I just want to say thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. How is that? Reading it. It's nice. I don't, but what was crazy because you read it first yesterday and right. then you were crying. Yeah. And then I was anticipating crying, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's just nice. Yeah. I find that that's really special. Mm-hmm. I am a little, you know, 50-50 on if I do want to reach out and like make it more personal. Mm. I think that would make me more sad. Yeah. You That'd know? be wild. Yeah. Especially during this time. Like, I couldn't go up and physically hug him. I couldn't go see this guy. Oh, I don't know if... Are you allowed to do that? I don't know. I don't know. Coronavirus. Oh, but I just mean in general. But whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's um, cool that they... Life share, like, opens communication between... Absolutely. The recipient and the donor family. Yeah. I love that... You know, this guy also wrote us a long letter a year ago. Yeah, when we and when it first all happened. Yeah. And, you know, he wrote one a year later, which is really nice. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it's cool because, like, your dad, like, lives on, lives on through him. Like, he is still think like this random person is still thinking about your dad to this day because of what he received right and it changed his life well so now i'm getting emotional well i feel like that's just like so cool yeah like this guy a year later is still thinking about your dad and what your dad was able to give him yeah and now the life that this person is able to live with his family yeah and be happy and healthy yeah so i think that's really cool 
What do you think? I mean, I kind of just told you. You're right. Yeah, yeah, my bad. (laughs) But like when I first read it, it was just like super emotional. And like the part where it's like, I'd do anything to like whatever. Put your family back together. Yeah, Yeah. like that just gets me so badly. (laughs) But then there's also the part of it where it's like, I it's like sad, but like happy sad that this person is now healthy and is there for to watch their family grow and like be together so that's really cool too especially because he this person seems like a family person yeah so it makes like my heart feel good that like he's still around yeah and is healthy and he's got grandkids and yeah and like i didn't know your dad too too well but like from what i did know he was very kind and generous yeah So, I don't know, it's just, like, this crazy, like, full circle thing that's, like, also very emotional. Yeah. (laughs) Just depending on the day. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Did it get too real? Yeah. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) Love you. Bye.